Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the fifth episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG podcast production. Today, I am joined by a dear friend. Uh, I will let him introduce himself. Hello, I am Dallas. Uh, if y'all have been listening for a while, I'm the Gears of War friend, the Gears buddy. Yes, Dallas is a dear friend, and uh, uh, thank you for being a listener, Dallas, to the to the podcast. Um, so, a quick question for you: Tell me about your DC consumption as far as comic books, uh, shows, movies, video games, etc. Just any what DC things do you consume? Uh, I never got into the comic books. Um, most of my knowledge comes from movies video games uh, stuff i read online uh, but i wouldn't say i know a lot about the dc universe but i think i know more than like the average joe so okay um because it, the video games will give you um, a different perspective and level of knowledge i think than just movies and tv shows will um when you say video games are you talking arkham series um, yeah a lot of the arkham series in fact i think i've played all of them except for the gotham knights that just came i haven't played that one yet but i played through uh all the batman arkham games um i even 100 percented the first one so i played a lot of that game oh completionist <laughs> okay all right <laughs> all right uh well uh, I appreciate you for joining us for this journey through DC Animation. Today's film is Green Lantern First Flight. Uh, this film was released on July 28th, 2009. I'm going to read a synopsis in my own words, and then Dallas and I, we're just going to talk about it. So, um, here's a, here's my take on the movie. Uh, Hal Jordan is doing a flight simulation when suddenly an injured alien crashes his spacecraft in the desert. The injured alien tells the ring he is wearing to find him, quote unquote. Uh, the ring brings Hal out to the crash site where the alien explains that the ring has chosen him to be a Green Lantern. Then the alien and his ship explode. Hal returns the simulator and... While he is out flying, he is attacked by other Green Lanterns. Sinestro introduces everyone, and they take Hal to Oa to have a discussion with the Guardians of the Universe. The Guardians make it clear that they don't like humans, but Sinestro offers to take Hal under his wing. Sinestro takes Hal to the power battery, explains how it works, and lets him know that they are going to go after the ones that killed Abin Sur. They go to a club looking for him, and after a very tense interrogation, uh, the dude shows up. Uh, surprised to see Sinestro, he dips out. Uh, Sinestro chases him, and he is able to lose him, but he runs into Hal, and those two fight. Hal hits him with a chair and delivers him to Sinestro. Sinestro is furious and expresses his disdain for how the Guardians are running things. Hal then learns about the beginning. The Guardians were, at one point, the only sentient beings. They harnessed the power of the green element, uh, the only weakness of which is the yellow element, or rather the color yellow. 
So they hid the yellow element away, but Conjaro found it. Abin Sir went undercover to find it, but he got made. Sinestro is reprimanded by the Guardians for his aggressive interrogation techniques, and the Lanterns head out to find Conjaro. Uh, Conjaro and Sinestro have a secret meeting in the spirit realm, or something, um, and Conjaro's people go invisible to try to escape, but Hal manages to find them, and a fight breaks out. Conjaro starts to escape, and the Lanterns begin chase. Uh, the Lanterns make it to his ship, Hal is knocked unconscious, and Sinestro kills Conjaro. During the debrief, Sinestro tells the Guardians that Hal was the one who killed Conjaro in self-defense before being knocked out. Hal swears he didn't do it, but the Guardians fire him because he is quote-unquote undisciplined. Sinestro uses his ring to temporarily revive Conjaro to get information about where the yellow element is. Hal suspects Sinestro is dirty. He, Kilowog, and Boudica find him. Boudica attacks Kilowog and has been working with Sinestro all along. Then there is a skirmish. Boudica dies and Sinestro goes to find the yellow element. Sinestro is successful and obtains the yellow ring, kills the lanterns that were sent to bring him home, and shows up on Oa with the yellow power battery. Uh, the guardians and the lanterns fight Sinestro and he is just beaten a ass. Uh, the yellow battery destroys the green battery, rendering all of the Green Lanterns powerless. With that being the case, the Guardians yield to Sinestro. Sinestro destroys all of the Lantern Rings, while Hal manages to absorb the green element into himself and hits him with a final shine. Hal fights Sinestro and the yellow battery and comes out victorious. They... Recite the Green Lantern Oath, and Hal flies off. Credits. Dallas, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Pretty good movie. Um, I, I didn't really know a whole lot about Green Lantern going into this. I mean, I know a little bit. Like, I knew Sinestro wasn't necessarily a good guy going into yep. it. So, um yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed it, though. Okay, okay. Um, one thing that uh, I did enjoy about this movie, um, I have loved Law & Order SVU for many years, and Stabler was the voice of Hal. Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. And then what DC does very well, uh, they do a very good job of like keeping people in rotation. And using people that they've used before um, in many different ways for many different things. And so for anybody who has watched DC Legends of Tomorrow, um, Martin Stein is the one who plays Sinestro. Hmm. So, again, I love it when DC reuses people that they have used in other things. So, of course... Um, he was Martin Stein after this because I'm pretty sure that show, well, they may have been running at the same time. I honestly don't remember when Legends of Tomorrow came out, but this is not DC live action. This is DC animation. So we're not worried about that. Either way, um, I thought the movie was pretty okay. Um, I did have some questions and some like, what's the deal there things. Um, 
I feel like in most situations where I have seen somebody granted a lantern ring, they have to go through training to figure out how it works. They kind they can kind of use it here and there, but like they aren't able to get a lot done. And Hal just kind of was an expert. Yeah, it does seem like the Green Lantern ring would be more of a a more complicated tool as far as like superhero stuff goes to try to get a a master of and he did just kind of get in there and just wreck shop with it yeah like he just kind of like was fully able to just use it and i was like oh, oh okay that's all right nothing was explained to him he didn't go through any classes no training just out there were okay that's cool maybe that's why they picked him i don't know um Another thing that I thought was interesting was whenever Hal took his ring off, his suit would go away. But when everyone else took their rings off, they were mm-hmm. still in their Green Lantern suits. <laughs> uh, maybe you just didn't have time to get one tailored or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But I, I mean, and that's one of those like small continuity things that like shouldn't bother me. But I just noticed it because, you know, we're talking about people who can conjure literally anything they can think of in the color green like i shouldn't be worried about whether or not their suit comes with the ring but i am so i i i just think it's weird that only hal like went back into whatever he was wearing before whenever the ring came off because even abin sir like he the ring came off of him and he was still in his little lantern suit Mm-mm. Uh, I mean, literally everyone in the movie, like that was the case. So there's not, I I mean, we know that Hal's main villain is Sinestro, but to my knowledge, there's not a specific comic book that this movie references. Um, Because for a lot of these movies, there is a reference or a callback to a comic book. And I'm sure that there is one, but uh, in my comic book knowledge, I didn't know of one that was that this movie lines up with enough to call something that it followed or was based on. Yes, I was going to ask if this was like the origin story, if it was close to the origin story of Hal. As far as I understand, it is like this is uh, this is well, at least how he gets the ring, pretty. Mm pretty close to his origin story like Abin Sir crash lands on earth and Hal is chosen by the ring to be the next Green Lantern and then Hal goes to Oa and the Guardians are like really this dude but also they're like yeah this dude so and then Hal you know ends up being the greatest Green Lantern there ever was because you know how that goes so yeah, um, there are some rankings that would consider Hal to be the greatest hero, period. And I'm like, oh, so y'all just forgot the parallax thing? But that's fine. Uh, we'll talk about that in a much later episode. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, um, I so, so it normally with the green lanterns their whole thing is willpower is what powers the ring like mm-hmm. your your own willpower like the more willpower you have the stronger you are with the ring i don't think they mentioned willpower in this movie uh they mentioned like in immense focus mm-hmm. but i don't think they discussed willpower at all 
No, because after watching it, it made it seem like the all the power came from the actual lantern or the stone in the lantern. That's where all the power came from. To me, yeah. anyway. Yeah, the green element is just mm. where the power comes from. And so I don't, I, I mean, I thought that was weird just because all of the lantern rings are fueled by some kind of emotion. Um, like the yellow ring is fueled by fear. I don't think that they talk about that. They just talk about the light spectrum and how uh, green's only weakness is yellow, which we'll get into shortly. But, um, I mean, red is rage, blue is hope. Uh, I think the black is death, white is life. You know, the, there's a whole spectrum of green lantern or of lantern rings or whatever. Like, uh, I think orange is greed, but they didn't bring any of that up. And I didn't expect them to bring up the other colors, but I figured they would have brought up willpower and fear. And that being kind of why green has a weakness to yellow, because, you know, when you're fearful, your willpower is lower, of course. And so I, I thought they'd bring that up. Um, it does come up in later movies, um, and we'll talk about it a little bit. But, um, yeah, it just th that was one thing that I think bothered me was that that's the, that's the Green Lantern's whole thing is willpower and that was not even mentioned at all so that was that was weird but um yeah i mean eh, it's fine i guess that they just decided yeah focus is is what it is now or in this movie and if willpower is not what powers the ring then okay my bad for being wrong but my understanding is that the whole thing about the Green Lantern ring is willpower. So, um, yeah. Also, if uh, the way that they worded it was that yellow was just immune to green. Like, yellow, like green has no effect on the color yellow is, is the way they made it sound. So, how did Hal win? That is true. Yeah. Um. I mean, maybe I heard it wrong, but normally they would say, you know, um, green has a weakness to yellow. And they did kind of say green has a weakness to yellow because it's the only color on the light spectrum that like doesn't get affected by it or whatever. But they made it sound like yellow just has no, like green has no effect on yellow. And it and that, that is what it made it seem like, and that's how it was up until how uh, became like I want to say Super Saiyan, but, but I mean pretty much like yeah, yeah. yeah. he uh, essentially it was a Super Saiyan, yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of how I gathered it because he managed to absorb. I, I like the way I saw it. He absorbed the green element into himself. And became its avatar or was like just supercharged and powered by it. Mm -hmm. And he was able to use that to defeat Sinestro and Sinestro's battery, I guess. Yeah. So I want to, I think I remember a part where he got hit by the yellow lantern 
and it like took a piece of the green off of his shoulder or something. I think it. No, that's exactly. Yeah, it did happen, yeah. and then he like yeah. kind of just reformed it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't. I'm confused. Um, but I remember not enjoying this movie super a lot like not that it was necessarily a bad movie but it is not my favorite like it is probably in the bottom 10 if i had to guess um just going through the dc animated movies that i remember um not i mean they're all at least okay like this is not a bad movie but it is by no means uh, a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's okay. That's why we're going on this journey. Because, honestly, if this is the worst it gets, then we're, we're looking at uh, some pretty quality material. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Yeah. And this is not the first time we're going to see Hal, but I believe this is the first time we see Hal in this capacity because I'm pretty sure that this movie stands alone. I don't think that there is another green lantern movie that we will discuss later on. I don't think that that is a sequel to this one. I think that these two movies stand individually. Mm. And so this movie just ended. There's no sequel. Um, It doesn't like continue. It's not a part of any continuity. It's just done. Um, How did you feel about the art style? Uh, that was pretty good. Um, it reminded me of about the only animated stuff I've watched DC wise is the uh, the Batman animated series. It Great show. Remind yeah, and it rem- reminded me a little little of that in the art okay. style anyway. I think um, that um, yeah, I think that some of the early stuff kind of followed that. Uh, well, I'm not going to say some of, because honestly, like in these first five, the art style in all of them was different. Um, I think that Superman Doomsday most closely resembles the art style of that time period. Um, and I would say that this one is second, but um, I don't think that Wonder Woman, A New Frontier, and definitely not Batman Gotham Knight followed the art style. Batman Gotham Knight is almost well it's not even almost it is an anime um and you all can go back and listen to that episode after you've watched that movie but um yeah it's um the arts there are some movies where since the movies have a since they utilize a bunch of different art styles through this um it's one of the questions that i ask because it changes from movie to movie because i would say that in these first five movies we've seen five different art styles i would argue and so you know i wanted you to see how you felt about it on its own and then if you uh have a favorite or if you'll compare it to anything and we can talk about that once you've been further in the journey and you've seen a lot more examples of the art styles that are available and offered okay because this is a long journey uh we have a lot more movies to review but um yeah anyway um did you have any other uh, thoughts or things about this movie? Um, 
anything that you wish you would have seen or anything that you were like, huh, I really like that they did that or anything at all? Uh, the only thing that's been at the top of my mind since I watched this movie is I don't like a certain group of people in this movie. Okay. <laughs> that would be the Guardians. Okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> That's probably what 50% of my notes is about, is how <laughs> I despise the Guardians in this movie. Like, I like it. Let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Um, I don't disagree. Um, they were not great. Um, I will say their disdain for the humans made sense because they've you know seen people be terrible but i think that a staple in dc is the idea okay humans are terrible and then some human or some group of humans prove themselves and be like and then they're like oh humans are actually not that bad and of course you know everything here is written by humans so of course humans are going to write themselves to be the good guy in the end but that didn't quite happen in this, like, we we see it very clearly happen in some other things. But in this one, I mean, there was a human who definitely saved the day. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, the Guardians never brought that back up. The Guardians were never like, you know, maybe these humans aren't so bad. They were just like, no, read the oath and uh, let's, let's, keep, let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But, um... I thought that that was kind of a departure from what we've seen so far. Now, um, with the Guardians, yeah, they're not great. Um, what what else? What do what do you? Why don't you like them? Let's 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 start there. Like, I'm not gonna say I agree with Sinestro, but. They, sounds, sounds like they, you, uh... I think the Guardians could have done a better job of handling things. Sinestro just took it to the very extreme of how he handled it. <laughs> you mean you don't think that an intergalactic police force is the way to take care of the universe? <laughs> I just, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, <laughs> like the Guardians seemed like they thought they knew it all but then they had a guy right under their nose plotting this whole takeover without them knowing yeah definitely like a hard coup and yeah and 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 i was kind of in the same boat of like sinestro's not wrong mm-hmm. like i don't all like he i'm not gonna say he's spitting facts right now but I don't I don't think he's all the way incorrect here. Mm-hmm. Do I agree? Like I, I I found myself doing that. Like, is is he right? Now, of course, it's always a situation where even if the villain is, you know, relatable or correct, they always go about the situation in a terrible way. Um, because they always, you know, gotta hurt people or whatever. Because whenever he did get the yellow element, then he was like, all right, um, 
I'm going to have to just destroy the Green Lanterns. And, you know, I get that because if he was going to have any enemies, that's who it was going to be. But um, also, I meant to find out what those uh, those like ashy aliens that gave him the yellow element. I meant to figure out what they are because I don't think I know what those were. Like, I don't I don't I'm not familiar with those. They call them the the makers. No, what do they call them? I don't remember what they call them. I don't think I wrote it down either. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I'm sure that they've appeared in other things. So I'm usually, I usually I've seen enough or I know enough about DC to point to okay, I've seen you in this place before, or you know something like that. But I don't. I'm not familiar with them, and I feel like this is my first time seeing them that I'm aware of. That one did drop that cool quote about the when he's explaining what the yellow lantern does and stuff, and at the end he's like, um, "But there's one minor flaw, and that's the user." Yes, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, like the flaw of every weapon. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it's user, and I was like, "Oh, that's a sign, Sinestro." Mm-hmm. You should have paid attention. Now, of course, the Green Lanterns aren't gonna, you know, acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that uh, that dude, or I guess they were pretty like hive mind mm-hmm. because a different one was talking to him every sentence, but it was one long monologue. Mm-hmm. So I guess they all share a brain or something, but. Yeah, um, and I also don't know, so, like, were they, I guess they were working for Kanjaro, and once they were done, they were like, all right, we're done, we're going home now. That's what it made it seem like, yeah, as soon as they handed it over to Sinestro, they were just like... Yeah, because I think that, uh... Because Sinestro, uh, or the dude was like, yeah, Conjuro already paid for it. So it's, it's, if he's dead, here you go. Like, we don't care. We were hired to do this and it's done now. So we're going to wash our hands and go home. And um, so, yeah, I guess, I don't know if they, so I guess they're the ones who built the battery that the yellow element was using. And, I'm wondering, I'm getting like, I don't know why that battery was sentient and, or maybe it wasn't sentient. Maybe Sinestro was 100% controlling it, but it felt like the battery kind of had a mind of its own and, or was taking orders from Sinestro, but Sinestro wasn't actively controlling it. That's the feeling I got from it. Cause there was at some points when Hal would escape, it was actually physically looking for him. Like with mm-hmm. its, with its eye. <laughs> Yeah, but so I yeah I think that uh, I guess they their job was to build the battery, mm-hmm. and I guess they did a better job of building it than the Guardians did building their battery because their battery couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And also, so I'm guessing that the yellow battery just destroyed the battery, but it didn't destroy the green element. Yeah, since um, he was able to get that little sliver of it. To yeah, and I, and I, yeah, and I guess the green element can't be destroyed, but 
I would think that if anything could destroy it, it would be the yellow element. I don't quite know. Um, again, this is the first time I've seen a Green Lantern situation where, like, there's the color and there, there's, like, a physical embodiment of that color that is where the power comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've always known that, you know, there's a Green Lantern battery and there are like small portable ones as far as I understand as well. But I didn't think that there was, I guess, an energy, a hard energy source that powered everything or that caused everything to have its power. Um, But I'm also not intimately familiar with Green Lantern or a bunch of his stories. I know, you know, some things here and there, but I can't say that I just have a wide range of Hal Jordan things. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that may be why I was not able to come up with anything that this movie was based on specifically. I think it probably pulls from multiple stories, but I don't know that it is an adaptation of something specific. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Um did you have anything else on the Guardians? Uh, one of my notes I know I wrote was that they are the worst Blue Man group. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, they. Uh, I can agree with that. And so I guess the Guardians are telepathic mm-hmm. and telekinetic. Um, so they. I remember them like lifting debris. Yeah, they did that. And then when they did their little vote to, I think it was to keep Hal as a, or to grant Hal the ring, they did it like telepathically. Yeah, they had the, yeah. And they called themselves a tribunal. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess a tribunal is of a higher order because like I figured they would be a council, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess a tribunal is like the the upper echelon of you know a decision making body. But all right, um, did you have anything else about the movie? Uh, the other little note I had was, um, what was the girl Boudica? B- Boudica. So that same weekend, I watched this movie. Uh, I watched a movie called The Verdict. It's an old, it's from 1982. Um, it's about a lawyer and he's going up against a, a church about a malpractice suit against some doctors. But anyway, when the lawsuit starts up, he meets a girl in a bar and they become lovers and stuff like that. And the, um, the, other lawyers are seem to have a leg up on him. Like they always know what's going on. And the big twist in that movie is it turns out she's working for the other lawyers. And it, like my jaw dropped when that happened. And then I was like, I feel so betrayed. And then the same thing happened in this movie. <laughs> you know, what's funny um, in the movie before this. So in episode four, we talk about wonder woman and in wonder woman, there's a similar 
betrayal because in the wonder woman movie we have aries as the villain and aries has been imprisoned and he gets out because he seduces one of the amazons and she falls in love with him so she kills the person guarding him and lets him out and then you know they escape they go do their evil thing and so yeah i um i'm wondering if this is going to be a theme that we see because this is the second time in a row that we have seen a situation where we have a woman who is you know working both sides who is pretending to be on the side of good or who started on the side of good and ended up being persuaded to the side of evil. And I feel like that's, um, I mean, that's a pretty easy twist to throw into things. So um, I, it is interesting that you happen to watch a movie that's, you know, 40 years old that had the same thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So that uh that worked out and so yeah if you um if you go back and watch wonder woman then you will notice that something similar takes place so yeah um i'm glad you brought that up because i meant to mention that so I'm, I'm really glad we talked about that um so dallas on a scale of one to ten what would you give this movie I would say probably about seven. Um, I think it was a, a decent movie uh, from beginning to end. Um, kept me engaged. Uh, I felt like I learned a little bit about Green Lantern. Like I said, I didn't really know a whole lot going into it. But um, Oh, and another thing that I forgot to mention. So we have in episode two we talk about justice league the new frontier and in that movie um it centers on martian manhunter green lantern and flash kind of because you know most justice league movies are going to focus on the big three batman superman wonder woman uh this movie specifically focuses on another three again martian manhunter green lantern and flash and in that movie we also see the origin story of hal jordan the main difference is in that movie he's green lantern for like 15 minutes he is hal through the majority of the movie um and then he doesn't get the lantern powers really until the end and then he you know is able to use them to be successful and that was another situation where it's like oh you just know how to use this all right that's fine but um yeah that was um kind of a brief origin story and then this movie kind of expands on that and so that would lead me to believe that that is definitely Hal Jordan's origin story and I mean that's always how I've known his origin story to be like Abin Sir gets hurt shows up gives him the ring and then he starts green lanterning but yeah um i forgot to mention that as well so you know another version of hal's origin story shows up in the justice league a new frontier uh which is the second movie in this series and so whenever you start the whenever you start the entire journey uh you may come across that so um 
anyway, I would say I'd give this movie a six. Um, I think that as far as DC animated movies, it's definitely on the lower end. As far as just movies in general, it's pretty okay. Like, it's definitely not bad. But um, I just know that there are some movies that are coming up that are way better. And I remember not caring for this movie a bunch compared to some of the other ones. And I think that still stands uh, because I don't I don't think I liked this movie any more than the first time I saw it. And that has been the case with a couple of these, like in episode two and in episode three, uh, the first time I saw those movies, I didn't really care for them, but I watched them through this uh, journey that I'm taking. And I like them more now than I did the first time I saw them. But this movie is still in the same place. Um, Not terrible. Not the worst movie in this group. Um, Just not spectacular. Um, Nothing that I'm probably like, I don't think that I'm going to go out of my way to watch this again. And I'm not trying to discourage anyone from watching it. And hopefully if you're listening to this episode, you have already seen it, but it just uh, and if you thought that it was spectacular, if it was one of your favorites, if I'm just off base here, then you know, let me know. We can definitely talk about it. Um, but for me, you know, not sensational. And um, Dallas, I think that whenever you take this journey, you're going to quickly realize, oh, some of this shit gets really good. But. This one is uh, definitely on the lower end, but still not bad. Mm-hmm. So um, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. You definitely um, kept me on track as far as reminding me about things that I planned on talking about and then just forgot. So I definitely appreciate that. I'm glad I could assist. <laughs> um, so in the next episode, we will be discussing Batman Superman public enemies so until then salutations